Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday, the 1st of October. I'm Emily Ferrier. And I'm Laura Cook. Russia has vetoed a UN Security Council resolution. He can't seize his neighbor's territory and get away with it. It's as simple as that. And Kenya suffers its worst drought in four decades. It's the responsibility of humanity, and we have to stand as humanity to address it. The Times of London. Russia has vetoed a UN Security Council resolution that would have condemned its annexation of four occupied regions of Ukraine. This comes after Russia's President Vladimir Putin announced his country's annexation of four Ukrainian regions in an escalation of the war that increases the chance of a direct clash with the West. At a ceremony in the Kremlin, Putin said it was the will of millions of people who wanted the land to become part of the Russian Federation and that the country would not betray them. And he described it as a historic day of truth and justice. Russia is not just opening the doors to our home. Russia is opening its own heart. Welcome home. He accused Russia's detractors of harboring a deep desire to destroy the country and its culture via proxies such as Ukraine. In response, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has signed a fast-track application for membership of the NATO alliance. President Biden has condemned Russia's annexation of what amounts to 15 percent of Ukraine's territory and has promised fresh sanctions. He can't seize his neighbor's territory and get away with it. It's as simple as that. And they're going to stay the course. They're going to continue to provide military equipment so that Ukraine can defend itself and its territory and its freedom, including additional resources that the Congress is going to give me today. The annexation of Luhansk, Donetsk, Zaporizhia, and Kherson follows a series of referendums in the occupied regions that were dismissed by the United Nations as illegitimate. President Biden says the actions of his Russian counterparts suggest that Putin is struggling. The sham referenda he carried out and the, the sham routine that he put on this morning that's showing the unity and, you know, as people holding hands together. Well, the United States is never going to recognize this. And quite frankly, the world's not going to recognize it either. To Kenya now, as the region suffers its worst drought in 40 years, wiping out livestock and crops and deepening a hunger crisis, the last four years has seen annual rains failing Kenya, Ethiopia and Somalia, 
and forcing 1.5 million people to flee their homes in search of food and water elsewhere. Children are facing serious health issues as family members bring them to stabilisation rooms in local hospitals. Agnes Ekireru brought her four-year-old grandson, Ekai Abai. I have three grandchildren who've been affected by hunger, but this child I brought here today is both hungry and sick. All my livestock have also died due to the drought. Almost two million children in the Horn of Africa are needing urgent treatment for life-threatening, severe, acute malnutrition, according to UNICEF estimates. The hunger problem is compounded by the war in Ukraine and the fallout from the coronavirus pandemic, which has pushed up the price of cooking oil, bread and wheat flour to record highs at local markets. UNICEF Regional Director Mohamed Falls says the world needs to take notice. It's not the country, ironically, that are contributing more to that global emission that are paying the heaviest price. This should be a global concern because climate change is not the responsibility of one country, one region. It's the responsibility of humanity and we have to stand as humanity to address it. Scientists at NASA say the drought has been caused by climate change and the La Nina weather pattern in the Pacific Ocean. Earlier this month, Kenya's president declared the crisis a national disaster. The Times of London. On the way, Hurricane Ian makes landfall in the US for the second time and military officers remove Burkina Faso's leader. To the United States now, where a post-tropical cyclone, Ian has been lashing South Carolina after making landfall in the U.S. for the second time. Flooding is expected to continue in Florida, where the hurricane caused destruction and led to more than 45 deaths. Jackie Goddard, the Times correspondent, is in Miami. Search and rescue efforts are still going on to account for people who lived in evacuation zones but didn't evacuate before the storm. Those people now are somewhat regretting that decision, having spent terrifying time watching water surge through their homes, wash homes away, people clinging to their rooftops, uh, and some, sadly, with that death toll, as we can see, not making it. Um, and that toll is likely to rise over the coming days, too. So what's the difference between a hurricane and a post-tropical storm? Joel Klein is the coordinator for a tropical program at the National Weather Service and is based in Washington, D.C. The latest information is that the winds have been dropped down to where uh, the sustained winds are 50 miles an hour right now. It's over central North Carolina, Ian is, what's left of Ian, and it's hard to even find a center in the satellite presentation. Nearly 200,000 homes and businesses in South Carolina were without power by Friday evening. Meanwhile, in Cuba, where Ian knocked out electricity for the entire island of 11 million people, residents in several neighborhoods of the capital, Havana, have taken to the street to bang pots in protest at a third day of blackouts. To Burkina Faso now, where the second coup in eight months has seen the military leader ousted and the government dissolved. A statement was read out on national television on Friday evening, explaining how the army captain Ibrahim Traore ousted military leader Paul-Henri Demiba. Earlier in the day, the sound of gunfire was heard in the capital, 
while demonstrators waving Burkina Faso and Russian flags demanded an end to Damiba's rule. In the statement, Traore said a group of officers who helped Damiba seize power in January had decided to remove their leader because of his inability to deal with a worsening Islamist insurgency. Malheureusement, notre idéal commun du départ... Unfortunately, our common ideal was betrayed by our leader in whom we had placed all our trust. Far from liberating the occupied territories, the once peaceful areas have come under the control of terrorist armed groups. Our valiant people have suffered enough and are still suffering. Demiba had ousted the former president in January, in part for the same reason. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the latest on Russia's status in world athletics, here's John Jackson. The International Olympic Committee is considering a return to competition of Russian athletes who don't support the country's invasion of Ukraine. Sports governing bodies were issued with guidance from the committee in February to remove Russian and Belarusian athletes from competition. IOC President Thomas Bach said on Friday that it's not necessarily about having Russia back, it's about having athletes with a Russian passport who do not support the war back in competition. The Germans stressed that the current guidance on Russian athletes was still standing, but added that the IOC also needed to think about the future. Some qualifying events for the 2024 Paris Olympics have already taken place. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. Hashtag Free Britney may have had more of an impact than freeing just one person who's been stifled by conservatorship. In California, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill that would limit conservatorships that grant legal guardianship over individuals. This follows a national social campaign to free Britney Spears from the conservatorship that she was under, which gave her father financial and other control over her life. The new law requires that judges document all alternatives to conservatorship before granting one. Spears was under her conservatorship for 14 years and became trapped in a system that removed her civil rights and the ability to advocate for herself. This new law would give potential conservatives Preference for selecting a conservator, making it easier to end probate conservatorships. Deep in southwest Texas, a unique style of art on a canvas of ancient rock has brought the hunter-gatherer lifestyle back into the light. After 30 years of studying at the site, archaeologists have discovered much about this strange culture, dating from 2500 BC to 600 AD. But the new digital renderings of their rock art reveal new belief systems as never before. An archaeologist site called the White Shaman Rock Shelter, where the Picos River flows into the Rio Grande, includes a 26-foot-long rock wall facing west, where the impressive artwork was discovered. Not only would the height of the rock require scaffolding to reach the upper sections of the completed drawings, but it would have required the time to gather all the minerals, plants, and animal fats to create the pigments. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday, the 1st of October. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.